Hi, welcome to Exploring the Illusion of Free Will. My name is George Ortega, and today we're going to be like talking about what we really could do if we had a free will. Because I think by doing this, we'll kind of like understand that, you know, a bit more clearly that we don't, that, um, you know, free will is an illusion. Okay, before I do that, um, I just want to briefly, as I do each show, or most shows, go through what we mean when we say we have a free will. Basically, we mean that that whatever we want to do, whatever we want to think, whatever we want to feel, all this stuff is up to us. It isn't up to anything that's not under our conscious control. That's what the term free will means. And um, clearly, you know, when you, when you understand, <coughs> first of all, well, I'm going to start with the unconscious um, explanation. When, when you understand that we have an unconscious that's the storehouse of everything, you know, all our memories, our data, our um, experiences, and then we understand, when you understand that our conscious mind isn't even aware of that database, then you understand that, well, then that means that the decision-making or processing of that data has to also be at the level of the unconscious. That's a very clear and easy way to understand that um, free will must be impossible, you know, um, according to how we define free will as being basically a conscious will. You know, so basically we have an unconscious will that's not in our control. Or the second way to understand it um, that's um, perhaps more intuitive for some people is that um, anytime we make any kind of decision, um, we do anything, any act, there's a reason or a cause for that act because like everything has to have a cause and so like if there's a a cause for let's say our decision there has to be cause for that cause and then there has to be a cause for that cause and a cause for that cause and then you have this causal regression causes stretching back in time to before we were born before the planet was created you know before presumably the the um, known universe was created 13 point eight billion years ago, whatever. Okay. Um, and the other thing is, like, the reason this is important is because, like, you know, sure, you know, thinking that we have a free will make, may make us feel good about ourselves in a way, but it's certainly not necessary because, like, um, to the extent we shift from a free to a causal world perspective, instead of fe feeling prideful or boastful about what we do, we feel grateful. You know, we feel grateful that the universe has allowed us to do something good. And, and, you know, we can feel good through that gratitude rather than through the wrong attribution of that good, good to ourselves. Um, and naturally, conversely, we, we will tend to blame ourselves and each other when things don't go right. And, um, and invariably, you know, they will not. You know, that's kind of like what life is in so many ways about. And so, <clears throat> to the extent that we move from a free to a causal perspective, instead of blaming ourselves and each other, we, we, um, which no longer makes any sense, you know, uh, we might want to blame the universe. You know, the universe may not have a free will, who knows, but at least um, a proper understanding of human will maintains that cohesiveness, that, um, that unity, that it, it, um, it maintains our relationships, the quality of our relationships. Okay, and we can do this, certainly we can do that through forgiveness, you know, when people do wrong, forgive them. But, but like, I think a, a, a stronger inducement 
for behavior would have would probably be that it makes sense then that it's the right thing to do and actually in the in the case of um in the case of <coughs> understanding that our wills are causal that um that you know we, we don't really have a good reason to blame um to you know hold accountable in a sense essentially accountable anyone for anything then that's both you know that allows us to behave more compassionately with it which is a good and it's a it's, you know like forgiveness and it makes sense so you have the both the component of being good and making sense um as you interact with whomever um you feel <laughs> you know otherwise would have been doing something wrong okay um so all right now let, let's get to this because this is very cool okay um so now we're going to think of what, what would having a free will allow us to do think about this because um, you know the, the the point of this show is that if we can't do these these things if we can understand that we can't do these things why we can't do these things then obviously then it will be much clearer to um to understand that we don't have a free will okay so like you know can we feel as happy as we want to i mean because like if we had a free will we should be able to feel as happy as we want to but we can't at any given time about 25 percent of us are mildly depressed the average level of happiness here in the united states is only about 70 percent throughout the world it's lower um you know think about it if, if if we could if we had a free will we could be happy we could choose we could freely will ourselves to be happy every moment of every day because that's what a free will would mean nothing because like because you'd say to yourself that's what you want or or at the very least um with any kind of situation where let's say you're the only agent or, or actor you know let's say you're alone or working or doing something um if no other person in other words is involved so clearly in those kinds of situations um you could override anything hunger thirst need um whatever it is all right so again um if we had a free will we could we could do that because there would be nothing stopping us but obviously there's a lot stopping us you know we just like the thoughts that come to us are generally you know happiness inducing you know because we, we we are generally happy we're not nearly as happy as we could be but you know we're fortunate that uh we've been compelled or we've been hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain but because we're not perfectly blissed out because we're not perfectly happy that's a very clear um explanation of why do we have we don't have a free will okay um if we had a free will we could be as good as we would want to be um saint paul writing in romans um wrote that you know i don't understand this like you know i want to do what's right but sometimes i feel i can't and that will happen to us a lot you know especially with the you know those of um when we're around other people we love the most you know our spouse um children friends you know family i mean like you know 
clearly, clearly, um, when you see the, the, the rate of divorce, first marriages, I think it's about 50%. And, and just the fact that, um, the fact that, um, you know, we, we, we don't have completely harmonious relations with the people we love and care most about. Um, we do get, get angry with them. They get angry with us. Um, you know, think about it. If we had a free will, we would be really good. We would be perfectly good to, to especially to, to those we love the most. Because we would, we would be, nothing would be preventing us from being completely good. You know, that's the thing. So like, free will means that, well, you can, you can be however you want, you can think whatever you want, you can feel whatever you want. And naturally, we can't, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we can, um, if we had a free will, we could think whatever thoughts we would want to think. And this is actually very related to, to the issue of happiness, because happiness, to a great extent, is related uh, to, um, to what we're thinking, how we're perceiving things, how we're interpreting our experience. So, so it's kind of like always seeing the, the glass as half full or overflowing. Um, you know, it would be... Um, yeah, we could think whatever we would want at any given time. So mean, meaning that, you know, if we could think whatever we would want, we could obviously say whatever we would want. And, and um, think, of, think of, for example, like more people I think are afraid of public speaking than dying. Now, if we could think whatever we wanted to, you know, nobody would be afraid of public speaking because like, a person can say to themselves, well, no, I don't want to be afraid. You know, I don't want to think scary thoughts. I don't want to um, experience or feel fear, you know, while doing that. And, um, and they would do that, but obviously we can't. You know, we're at the hands of fate. Some of us are fortunate, whatever, to, um, I'm not so fortunate. You know, the cameras don't make me so nervous, but people make me more nervous in a way. But, um, but yeah, um, again, because we cannot, think our thoughts, we do not have a free will. Okay. All right. I got to, guys, you got to keep it down there. I'm, I'm getting distracted. Um, okay. Um, if we had a free will, we could remember what we wanted to at will. Um, memory, think about it. If we had a free will, um, anything we ever experienced, every, anything we ever learned, we could remember. We, we could be sure that we remembered. So, like, any time we needed to, like, you know, study, let's say, for a test, we would be sure that we could recall those memories at will because nothing would be stopping us. Okay? That's, that's why we don't have a free will. We can't. You know, what, what, what happens, what, what basically happens is that since the data and the processing is at the level of the unconscious, then, um, then we basically remember what our unconscious wants us to remember. And what it wants us to forget, we forget. Okay. Um, sometimes we want to understand something. Let's say we're in school. We're, um, we have some kind of... Um, Math, whatever. You know, math has these principles. You know, you've got to understand them. And math, whatever. Um, and 
sometimes we, you know, we're slower to understand. Sometimes we're faster to understand. Sometimes we can't understand it all. Sometimes, you know, the level of complexity of whatever we're trying to um, understand is beyond our experience and mental capabilities. So let's, you know, think about it. If we had a free will, you know, let's, you know, well, I can choose to understand this. You know, I can choose to like, you know, somebody's trying to explain something, a book's trying to explain something. I can choose to get it. You know, that's what a free will would mean. Obviously, obviously we can't do that. You know, we understand what we're fated to understand, what we're fortunate to understand generally. You know, because like, for example, our, our, our IQ, you know, there's different kinds of intelligence, is, is about 80% genetic. And then the other 20% is generally, you know, a lot of it's developmental. Um, but anyway, the idea is, yeah, um, if we had a free will, we could certainly um, understand anything we wanted to understand. Um, we have habits, you know, we have habitual ways of doing things, um, habitual thought patterns, habitual responses to situations. Some of them work for us, some of us work against us. For example, if we have a habit of, God forbid, smoking or, um, or drinking or something, you know, that, um, and this is before either would, let's say, become a re an actual addiction, which is like physiological, and that just adds so much more complexity to it. But if we had a free will, you know, we wouldn't be under the control of our habits. We could just like form new habits of will at, at will. We could end the habits that we found uh, less than helpful to us and, and then just, you know, just cultivate and develop the habits that, um, that we want. And think about it. These habits, um, overeating, my God, um, if we had a free will, there wouldn't be a, a, an overweight person on the planet because people would say, well, you know, um, it's not healthy to be overweight. Um, overweightness, to a great extent, is, you know, um, simply the habit of, of overindulging or, or the habit of, let's say, kind of like responding to emotions or inner experience through food rather than through something else. It's a habit. So obviously, you know, that, that's clear that um, if we had a free will, you know, we can control habits uh, regardless of what they were. Okay. Um, if, yeah, the idea is if we had a free will, we could control our responses to anything and everything. You know, and, but then, all right, now, now that we've kind of like gone through different ways that, you know, you know, we can't be as happy as we want to. We can't be as good as we want to. We can't think whatever thoughts we want to. We can't remember what we want to. We can't understand what we want to. Now, I think you might get, you know, why we don't have a free will. Um, and that's, you know, that's important. Um, I want to, I want to kind of now kind of like segue into, um, the mechanics of this, you know, what's actually happening, why we don't have a free will. You know, certainly through, through these explanations you can see why, but let's see what's actually going on. Um, our conscious mind can only focus on perhaps one thing at a time, maybe a few, um, 
it may actually just be one. You know, like for example, right now I'm looking at the camera. I'm also aware of the clock, of the clock on um, to the left of me. And um, but I'm not sure I can be aware of those two things at once. It's hard to say. Um, but you know, notwithstanding, um, I don't think our conscious mind could be, for example, aware of ten things at once. Okay, so let, let's say consider consider any de- decision you want to make about anything. First, it's going to be there's going to be a moral component to it. Is it the right thing to do? And so the brain has to like shift, you know, sift through the information of our moral principles and experiences and memories and you know what we've learned what we you know um is it is it um a thing that's going to be advantageous to us you know kind of like the the pleasure imperative the hedonic imperative is is it going to be in our best interest so we have to sift through a lot of memories you know to to well you know have i done this before have i done something like this before you know have i thought have i decided you know so we've got to sift through all those em- memories. Um, and now think about it. Think about it. Um, our conscious mind, again, can only focus on one thing at a time. Whereas, like, to make a decision, you, we've got to be, like, focusing on the principles. And, and even, like, our, our, our basic decision-making process, you know, the rules of our decision-making process. What do we consider first, the morality or the, or the hedonic component? Um, clearly, we have no experience, no conscious experience of our mind sifting through that vast, vast um, database that is in our unconscious. Again, you know, when, when we're making any decision we have, what, millions of memories? I, I don't know, maybe billions, who knows, have a lot of um, data that is in the unconscious, okay? Because, again, like the, the point that's very important to remember is that because our conscious mind can only focus on a few things at a time at most, all this stuff has to be at, at, at the level of the unconscious and um, and when you think about it again, by definition, the unconscious means that um, our conscious mind isn't aware of it. I'm not aware of, of all the stuff that that's um, in me. You know, you're not aware of all the memories that that you have. Um, you know, consciously in real time at any given moment to make a decision. So, so then you, we reach the second component. We have the memory, memories, the data at the unconscious level, and if the conscious mind does not have access to the unconscious in real time um, and cannot consider more than a few things at once, then clearly and obviously every decision that we make is also being made at the level of the unconscious. In other words, it's the unconscious that has access to all of the contents in the unconscious. It's the only part of our brain that can have consciousness of that that data again by by definition it's unconscious it's a whole <laughs> I mean it's pretty interesting to to think so so all right so the idea is um, if we had a free will we could consciously think and feel and do and say whatever we wanted regardless of any influence from our unconscious. Now think about it. That, it just doesn't make sense. That's like sometimes I've done shows that um, 
that kind of like kind of describe the whole term free will is incoherent it's like internally inconsistent you know free we our fr will is free what is it free from what is it free of is it free from reason you know um is it free from logic is it that no no and it could like is it free from causality you know because like, again um we have the unconscious kind of explanation but we also have you know everything has a cause so if, if we have a decision that makes a that uh, there's a cause or causes whatever i mean depending on how you want to look at it if there are reasons if there is a causal chain that you know i guess ends at our decision and starts who knows when then then clearly um our wills are not free from that you know nothing's free from that causality is what, what governs okay um this is important you know again um some people claim that you know of course i have a free will it's so obvious i feel i experience my will as being free but no 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 the the, the the more accurate description of what we feel is we feel ourselves making a decision. We don't feel it being free from the unconscious. We don't feel it being free from causality. We infer these things. We infer them wrongly. We, um, so yeah, okay. Um, okay, we've got about five minutes left. Um, I think I think no. I'm I'm going to stay with this. I was going to go on to like um, some considerations, but this is very important. Again, um, what? I mean, if we had a free will, what good would it be if we couldn't be as happy as we wanted to be, or if we couldn't be as good as we wanted to be, or if, if we couldn't think what we wanted to think? You know, that's not a free will. That is not a free will. Um, so, all right, so who are we? We are instruments of the causal past. The universe, I don't know if it's been around forever or, you know, because that kind of like transcends reason, you know, which is an interesting point. Some, some aspects of reality transcend reason. I, to, to my thinking, there are four. <clears throat> Just the fact that... Um, seems to be beyond reason whether the universe is um, eternal or whether it had a beginning, you know, because both seem kind of like, you know, if we think, well, was, how could it be eternal? It must, must have started at some time. Then we say, well, how could it have started at some time? There must have been something before. Or another thing that <coughs> transcends logic is um, whether our universe is infinite or finite. Um, <coughs> sometimes you hear astrophysicists say well the universe contains a certain amount of stars that's only you know what they're really saying is the known universe you know as far as our telescopes could, could reach that's as, as many stars as we've been able to detect um energy whatever um so but from the logical standpoint you know like we our our logic cannot grasp um the universe extending outward you know um forever you know out in space and it can't grasp it all of a sudden stopping someplace because you know you say wait a minute there's an edge to the universe 
what's on the other side? And, you know, sometimes there's this kind of like people try to use the analogy of a Mobius strip or that, you know, that kind of like the outermost part of the universe um, would wrap itself around and become the, the innermost part of something. It, it, it's, it's illogical. That's, you know, that's, um, that's not going to solve the problem. Anyway, so that's the, the second one. And the, 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 the other two are, um, well, actually, it was like, yeah, yeah, time going backward, time going forward, um, infinity going outward. And the, the other cool one that, like, most people really haven't thought about that much, and it also transcends reason. Um, you know, we used to think a long time ago that, um, that an atom was the smallest particle. And then we, you know, right now we're like, you know, quarks and, um, you know, uh, leptons and all these. I don't know, some of them are theoretical particles, you know. But, but the idea is, we, you know, as our technology evolves, we, we find that we can detect things that are smaller and smaller. And it seems, logically, that things would constantly get smaller and smaller. And now, there may be one essential particle, you know, in the universe, but according to reason, according to logic, you could theoretically zoom in on that particle and, and you know, just um, perceive uh, a tiny part of even that particle and then zoom in on that. So anyway, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, these four kinds of things in reality transcend logic. But to my thinking, they're the only things that transcend logic. In other words, sometimes people will try to claim that, well, this free will that we have, it transcends logic. It's kind of like, you know, it's, it's supernatural. It can't be, you know. It's just, because um, even, if, even if we were to define our decisions as supernatural, they would be occurring at a certain precise point in the timeline. There's, a, there's an arrow of time that goes from from the past to the present to the future. It's never been demonstrated to um, go in reverse. And um, so, yeah, you, you can see that... Um, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm running out of time here. Um, all right, I hope, I hope, you know, I think this has been a really good show. I think this has been an important show. Um, you know, I'm going to summarize again. If we had a free will, we would be, we could feel as happy as we would want to. We would be as good as we would want to. We would think whatever thoughts we wanted to. We would remember whatever we want to. And obviously we can't. So, um, all right, now, again, I'm going to, Try. I've got. I've worked a lot, and I think I've explained why we don't have a free will. You know, pretty comprehensively. I'm going to devote more shows to kind of like why this is important. But I'm going to stay with this because I, I know many of us. You still don't get it, but you will. All right. Well, thanks for watching, and I'll see you again soon.